Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Thursday, November the 11th. Hope you're okay. Coming up, it's now mandatory for all care home staff in Kent to be fully vaccinated against COVID. We're going to have reaction. Plus, we'll hear from a homeless man on how he's managed to turn his life around. But first, a teenage boy is in hospital after collapsing outside a Premier Inn in Canterbury after being stabbed. The 17-year-old is said to have staggered from a property in Edward Road between 9 and 10 last night. He managed to get to New Dover Road where he was given first aid by members of the public. He was then taken to London for treatment. Well, our reporter Lydia Chantler-Hicks has been in the city for the podcast. Witnesses last night reported seeing many police vehicles and ambulances at the scene in Edward Road and Lower Chantry Lane. Now, there's no police cordon in place still this morning, but there are two police vehicles parked in Edward Road and around the corner in Lower Chantry Lane near to the city's Premier Inn. There is a large quantity of what appears to be blood on the floor. It leads in a kind of trail along to Edward Road where there is actually a council worker clearing the floor with water. Presumably there was more blood in Edward Road this morning. We'll keep you updated on this story. You can also see pictures and video from the scene at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of jewellery has been stolen from a shop in Tenterden. At Kent Online you can see CCTV footage of the moment masked men broke down the door of White's jewellers, spraying staff with fire extinguishers. One then smashed a glass case while others took trays of diamonds that had been collected ready for closing. A teenager who murdered a man in Rochester before dumping his body in a wheelie bin of acid won't be sentenced until January. 19-year-old George Knights is facing a life sentence after Stephen Chapman was found dead near his home on Dels Road last October. A judge is waiting for a psychiatric report before deciding when he'll be eligible for parole. Nearly 700 asylum seekers made the dangerous journey to Kent in small boats yesterday. Border Force officers dealt with 22 incidents in the Channel with people risking their lives to reach the UK. French authorities also stopped about 250 refugees from making the crossing. Now it's the deadline for care home staff in Kent to be fully vaccinated against Covid and it's feared it's going to lead to staff shortages. There are some suggestions more than 30,000 workers in England are yet to have both jabs. Bosses have warned it could lead to hospital wards being clogged up with people who can't be sent to care homes that are understaffed. Dr Julian Spink is a GP in Strood. He and all NHS staff will have to be fully vaccinated by next April. He's been speaking on the lowdown on our Facebook Live. I actually think the um, situation is better in the NHS than people think. There's actually a greater number of people in the NHS vaccinated than the general population. Yes, there are some. By the time we've taken away those who maybe aren't able to be vaccinated for medical reasons, the numbers are relatively small and the evidence is from other countries uh, is that if you start to say you've got to have this done, then it starts to move the last few people towards being vaccinated. So it is doable. For me, it won't affect me because I've already had three vaccines. I've, I've had my booster as well. And I've been encouraging uh, friends, um, family and colleagues to get the vaccine since it first came into Kent in January. I just wonder, obviously, you say that there's there's so many jabs you've had already. What does a couple more to those remaining people actually do? The, the situation is whenever you've got somebody who's not vaccinated, they are both at greater risk of catching COVID and 
getting worse COVID, either sort of one that ends up in hospital or you're in ITU or at the worst actually dying from it, but also they have a greater possibility of passing COVID on to other people. And in healthcare settings, that is precisely the situation you're in. We've got more people around who we can catch it from, and there's lots of vulnerable people we can pass it on to. So that's the main argument for saying we should vaccinate everybody. Well, Julian, I just want to bring in um, a couple of statistics uh, that we have got here. This one coming out yesterday that 70,000 NHS workers could actually lose their jobs by April 2022 if they don't get jabbed. That seems like quite a large proportion of the NHS. Obviously, there's a picture painted that loads of you have got jabbed, but 70,000 people, can the government afford to lose those kind of numbers out of their workforce? Well, it's possible that they might have to change to other jobs if they're available, because we're talking about frontline staff here. So people who are in a back office or somewhere where they're not actually putting patients at risk could carry on having it. I hope other people will actually start to think about having it done and that number would come down a lot. Um, but there is a danger that we lose staff and there's a balance um, of risks and benefits there. Um, uh, is losing some of those staff going to have a bigger effect than putting patients at risk from potentially infectious staff? And Graham Jones is from Whitehead Moncton Solicitors in Maidstone and was also a guest on last night's show. Graham, it's this whole idea of infringing on, on rights. Is there, again, is there a legal side to this? Is it infringing on people's basic human rights, Graham? I. There's a lot of misunderstanding about the Human Rights Act. Um, you talk about your personal rights, but Julian's already talked about the fact that if you have COVID, you will spread it. Is there not an argument that you are then not infringing the people around these human rights in exposing them to potentially getting COVID? If you don't want to have be vaccinated and want to stay isolated, fine, you're not creating a risk. I mean, it's a very, very emotive subject. There are some people that cannot be vaccinated for medical reasons, and that's fully understandable. But the debate about what is the vaccine has been raging, and there's always these people that will want to run arguments and create um, discourse and distrust about these areas. I, I think the figures speak for themselves. Um, yes, OK, um, we're still having high daily infection rates, but the, the number of fatalities has dramatically decreased uh, and we are moving into a different era now. We're moving into an era where we're going to be living with COVID like we're living with flu and therefore there should be a requirement to be vaccinated. And if you're a frontline member of staff anywhere, surely you want to make sure you're not going to pass it on. And I, I think Julian could probably comment on this, but a lot of people are asymptomatic when they have it. I mean, I am actually at home isolating this week so I was pinged by test and trace. I feel absolutely fine but I've had a PCR test and I'm awaiting the results of that but I won't go out or go into my place of work until I know. If you missed the episode you can watch it now in full on our socials. We've also been asking in a poll online if you think care home staff should have to be fully vaccinated. Two thirds of you have said yes. There's also plenty of comments on this one today as well. Let's see what some of you have been saying. One commenter says if visitors to care homes have to take a lateral flow test before going in, then that would become pointless if you had unvaccinated carers going in and out. The point of vaccinations is to protect people from infection, reduce the effect of any symptoms and ultimately reduce the number of hosts the virus can be carried around by. Next, we hear that rather than have to leave their employment, couldn't those who haven't been jabbed for whatever reason take a lateral flow test before each shift? Sure, it's not infallible, but does give an indication of any undiagnosed infection. Another says care homes are just businesses making money, paying staff the bare 
bare minimum, hence staff shortages. And as for having them all injected, that should have been normal practice for people looking after the old and ill. And finally, this commenter says it's no different to the government bringing in a law making the wearing of seatbelts mandatory unless you have an exemption. Seatbelts don't prevent you having an accident. They won't necessarily prevent you being injured, but they do increase the chances of surviving. But even before it was law, some saw the sense in wearing a seatbelt. A decent analogy there. Well, you can let us know what you think by leaving a comment on the story and voting in the poll at Kent Online. Kent Online reports. A teenager's been threatened with a knife by a gang who tried to steal his bag in Maidstone. He was approached by a group of teenagers near Clare Park on Tunbridge Road and ended up stopping traffic to ask for help. You can see a description of the suspect on the website. Whilst there, you can also see the moment a fight broke out between pupils on a school bus. It appears to involve children from Spires Academy on a stagecoach service near Canterbury. School children could be heard jeering as three girls hurl punches and yank each other's hair. Police haven't been told about it, but the school say they are investigating. Stagecoach have told us they're working very closely with local schools and providing them with assistance to help identify the pupils concerned. A Kent family are calling for better mental health support after two of their daughters took their own lives. 28-year-old mum of four, Natasha Elaine, was found dead at her home in Canterbury last month, just a year after her younger sister Shannon's death. Their parents say more needs to be done to raise awareness of mental health issues. A study has revealed Kent is one of the worst places in the UK for roadworks. There have been more than 70,000 in the county over the past two years. That puts us fourth in a list of councils across the country. Now, a Kent man who's been set fire to and attacked while sleeping rough says he's hoping to put it all behind him after securing a job. Michael Cordes has been repeatedly targeted since he ended up on the streets in May following a relationship breakdown. But the 38-year-old, who is still homeless, is now working for Pizza Hut and studying at college. He's been telling Lydia how it happened. I was given a voucher for uh, some food in Pizza Hut and um, so I decided to go in and have something to sit down and eat. And when I was paying with the voucher at the end, I noticed they had um, cards for staff wanted. So I filled one out. I already spoke to a lot of the staff in the restaurant anyway. I filled one out, I told them I was interested and one of the managers approached me. Asked if I was still interested, I went for an interview, explained my situation, which they were quite aware of anyway. And yeah, they took me on and I said to them, I will do as many hours as you can give me. I've got my college days, but beyond that, you know, I can work non-stop, which you know, I totally intend to do. How does it feel, Michael, now that you're, you're in work, you're, you're studying at college? It's absolutely brilliant, it really is. You know, I've tried to make as many positive things as I can happen and, you know, they really are. People have been so helpful and supportive as well. You know, I'm just trying to make people again realise that, you know, just because I'm in this situation doesn't mean I've let any sort of standards or anything slip. You know, still me, I'm just sleep somewhere different. <laughs> and what's the next step for you now? What are you hoping to do next? Oh, I'm hoping to, once I get qualified to level three in my hairdressing, is to start cutting hair and working for myself. So I'll hopefully stay with Pizza Hut whilst I'm doing that, you know, because there are career opportunities there. So I'll stick with that. You know, they've been happy to have me, so I'm happy to stay with them. And they, um, they support a lot of mental health charities as well, which I was really impressed by, which I found out when I started. So they're definitely someone I'd like to continue to work for. That's fantastic. And in terms of where you're living at the moment, are you planning, I understand, on saving up so you can... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I'm saving up. I'm hoping for the next couple of months I'll have a deposit and a rent in advance to go and get somewhere and 
put all this behind me to an extent. Kent Online reports. Remembrance events have been held across Kent today to mark Armistice Day. It's the anniversary of the end of the First World War in 1918, but a chance to remember all those who've lost their lives in conflict. This year, we also think of our NHS staff who've been on the front line continuing to tackle COVID and deliver vaccines. Well, Nurse Carly Wincott led our two-minute silence on sister radio station KMFM earlier. Over the past year, the vaccination programme, of course, has been absolutely huge. I mean, what's it been like for everyone on the front line? There must have been just so incredibly busy over the past 12 months. Yes, incredibly busy. Primary care, hospitals, community pharmacies. It's all been incredibly busy. I'm guessing you've never seen anything quite like this before. Does it make you proud to be part of the service that's been able to roll out this vaccine so successfully? Yes, absolutely. Um, Being a registered nurse has enabled me to work on the front line with my colleagues vaccinating those patients, as well as working within my operational role for Kent and Medway CCG to be able to facilitate that vaccination programme and get that out to our patients within Kent and Medway. I know when I've been along for, for both of my vaccines, there just seemed to be such a wonderful atmosphere within the vaccination centres and everyone was just so happy to be there and, and felt that they were doing something good. I mean, how, how have you felt when you've been working in that situation? Yeah, exactly the same. Patients are so grateful. Patients are really thankful. I think the NHS is doing a fantastic job. Um, Yeah, we've had um, lots of praise from uh, all of the patients across the area. And on Remembrance Day, is it a chance for you personally to kind of take some time to to reflect and and to think about what the past year has been like but of course other memories as well that we all have at at remembrance it is yeah it's it's about um you know having that opportunity really to reflect and recognize you know all of those individuals over the years um you know and giving our thanks to those that you know continue to do so an area of land in north kent that's been earmarked for a huge new theme park has been confirmed as a site of special scientific interest the london resort project is due to be built on the swanscombe peninsula in the next few years but natural england has given it protected status for its grassland and wetlands which make it an ideal habitat for some wildlife a social supermarket near deal is going to keep supporting vulnerable families following a successful pilot scheme sandwich pantry was launched six months ago delivering food that's been donated by charity fair share they're going to continue their work to help people who are struggling financially plans for a one million pound expansion of a kent school have been given the go-ahead extra teaching space will be created at maidstone grammar school for boys where pupils numbers have doubled over the past three decades trees are also going to be planted following concerns about the height of the new building and a potential lack of privacy from people living nearby A Kent couple have left a £90,000 legacy donation to help unpaid carers and cancer patients. They gave the money to Crossroads Care Kent and Macmillan Cancer Support in their will after both being diagnosed with life-limiting illnesses. We're told the donations will support the charities at a time they need it most. And Tom Walker is going to be on the hit list on our sister radio station later. The Scottish singer who's behind hits including Just You and I and Leave a Light On will be chatting to Emma Jo on KMFM about new single Something beautiful 
He'll also chat about performing for the Duchess of Cambridge and meeting Anton Deck. You can listen from seven. Kent Online Sport. Cricket and England are out of the 2020 World Cup. They suffered a five-wicket defeat to New Zealand in the semi-finals in Abu Dhabi last night. Ken Sam Billings was in the team for England but didn't get a chance to bat. However, it does mean former Kent player Adam Milne will feature in the final on Sunday for New Zealand. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.